back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the WBR Investing Podcast. Hope everybody had a great day today. Uh, if you're bullish, you know what? You'll sleep a little better tonight. Today was a good day for bulls. And you know what? Aren't we all really bulls deep down? I um, I used to mess around with short selling and options trading using puts, etc. And you know, I think you've got to have a, a different kind of a mindset to be a perma bear or just to be a, a short seller you know, and focus on the downside. That just doesn't meet my personality. And I think that applies to most investors because, look, the markets go up most of the time. I think the average uh, the average year, the stock market rises 64, 67% of the time in that ballpark. So if you're going to make money, this is, this is where you say, okay, you know what? Warren Buffett was right. And he has been right. Because to Warren Buffett, we're always in a bull market. He's always looking to buy he always wants to bet on America. Who, 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 who doesn't like that message, right? But if you're a realist and you live in the world we live in today and you this insanity of the last 20 years, the worst 20-year stretch in American history, not a close second. Won't go through all of it again, but we all know what we're talking about. Let's, not, just, let's focus on the last couple of years, right? Coronavirus insanity, rigged election, right? And now what they're, what's happening is Russia and Ukraine. Again, no, no need to get into all the details. Uh, we're going to keep this apolitical today to some degree. But it's I just can't be a, a bearish person. So we're happy when the markets go up. That's what we want to see happen. The caveat here, and I, I just talked to Tyler about this, this does feel more like bear market rally action. It just does. The VR investing system right now says that six screens bullish. Six screens bearish. It is literally 50-50. Could literally go either way. This is when you start looking for those little, you know, esoteric signs, you know? Some of the things that you pick up after doing this for 36 years. Those just those just tell me that in the short term, at least, we're probably going to go lower. We're probably going to go lower. But only like tech, only in like, like high momentum areas, other areas that... We've been focused on here uh, as far as value stocks, commodity stocks, defensive names, uh, energy, metals, miners, etc. Obviously, it's been the place to be. Not today, though. Today, we saw a flip of that coin. Let's go through it quickly. also want to talk about Netflix. Netflix came out with earnings after the close, just getting hammered, just getting hammered. Uh, get woke and go broke. My God, the stock is down from November, okay? In November... Stock is trading at seven hundred dollars a share, and it's um, today last trade on earnings down twenty three twenty four percent at two fifty seven. So it's fallen from seven hundred to two fifty seven since November. What is that? Sixty five percent loss. Brutal, absolute brutality. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more too. Market today. Uh, down the 400, excuse me, up 499 points. These, not at the highs of the day, but we're going to call it a, a good smart money hour. Uh, Dow Jones up 499 at 34,911. Uh, SP 100 up bigger, 1.6%, up 70 points. Our winner on the day was NASDAQ, really NASDAQ, Russ 2000, pretty much tied, just uh, both up right at 2.1%. NASDAQ up 287 points today uh, to, to lead the way. The 10 year, the story today really. Uh, was uh, was happening in yields and what's happening with the U.S. dollar. 
And that's the reason we had the weakness we had in commodities today. I don't know if you've checked the chart of the U.S. dollar recently, and I have it here right in front of me. Um, you talk about charts that are going parabolic. The U.S. dollar looks like a chart of inflation. You can, you can superimpose one or the other, and you've got the same setup. Both are going parabolic. Now, having said that, the dollar is running into some resistance, not just from uh, the, uh, the, coronavirus, the onset of coronavirus insanity uh, in the spring of uh, uh, winter spring of 2020, but also going back a little bit further to 2017. So we'll see if this resistance uh, slows it down some. But that's that cause that this spike in the dollar is finally starting to play a little bit of catch up with uh, some commodity names. Although I must tell you, that group is so overbought. You know, it really is extended, uh, and uh, I'm not surprised to see a little weakness here. We're using weakness in commodities as a buying opportunity. Again, this is a global commodity super cycle. We called that two years ago. We're now two and a half years into it. We think that we are going to see another three years minimum of a move higher because these global commodity super cycles last, on average, five and a half years. Some of these last seven, eight, nine years, okay? Uh, and we've only had a handful of these over the last hundred years. We're in one right now. So uh, it, I think the, the proof of the pudding in that is the fact that the dollar has been so strong. The dollar's risen from 89, okay, uh, on, a, on, a, on a, at the beginning of this year, now to uh, hitting uh, today right at 100, okay? So that's going parabolic. But what's happening at the same time? Oil's going higher. What's happening at the same time? Gold's going higher. Same time, silver's going higher. Miner's going higher. Energy stocks going higher. Commodities going higher. Again, these are all priced in U.S. dollars. That's interesting. That tells you that correlation isn't holding up. And it's not that, honestly, it's not a rock-solid cor correlation anyway. It never has been. But it still is true that, typically speaking, a strong dollar is not a good sign for commodities. But that, that's not happening now. That's a tell. That's what that is. That's a big tell. And it tells you the strength that's taking place in commodities means you have to buy these dips. That's what we're doing here. But again, the groups, they've just been on fire. Most of the gains, both, you know, the miners, GDX, the miner ETF, has led the markets higher this year. It's up 40, before today, up 44% of the year. Uh, energy stocks, not that far behind it. XLE, the energy ETF. So again, these pullbacks, we believe, should be bought. We think we're, we got a ways to go here. Um, as I mentioned a minute ago, uh, Netflix reported earnings. Again, big B. Jim Cramer, the Nazi Jim Cramer, the proud Nazi Jim Cramer, who, in, ca in case you're new here and need a little history lesson, I'll, I love telling this one. If you remember during uh, Rona, this was not that long ago, folks. This is about six, seven, maybe eight months ago that the Nazi Jim Cramer of CNBC fame recommended that all Americans should be forcibly vaccinated using the U.S. military. This is when Kramer was losing his mind. He had, he had coronavirus insanity. And this is when he was losing his mind and not only said it on TV, but then backed it up with a series of tweets. I think he's deleted most of those now. Uh, that, that's, uh, that's interesting. What's interesting about it here in this case, as far as Netflix goes, is that uh, Jim Cramer just recommended Netflix three months ago and is down already down 54% on that recommendation. Still recommending it as of today from what I've heard. Uh, so uh, again, you, you always hate, hate to see bad things happen to Nazis, don't we? Come on, Jimmy boy, keep making the third right proud, man. Great, great job there. Um, but again, Netflix down 
64% now from its highs in November of last year. It's hard to believe, isn't it? You know, they signed the Obamas to a $40 million contract. If memory serves, the Obamas got a $40 million deal uh, to sign with Netflix. Then, more recently, Prince Harry and Meghan, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, Academy Award-winning actress Meghan, what's her last name now, Royalty, whatever it is, they signed a massive deal with Netflix more recently, right? And what we're seeing here, folks, is the, the bloom is off the rose with Netflix. The bloom is off this rose. Their, their margins used to be 50 to 60% plus. They're now at 19%. They're now lose, they lost 250,000 subscribers this quarter, uh, more than thought, and say it's go, they expect it, the trend to continue and possibly get worse. Get woke, go broke. That's happening left and right, and uh, you know, they, they, they it's a money laundering operation. They're they're paying, they're they're rewarding and paying people back, but the, only if you're Democrats, right? Only if you're part of the elite ruling class do you get these big contracts from Netflix, and now they're paying the price. Yeah, they look they 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 put some decent content out. Most of us have a Netflix account, but how much garbage do they have on these sites, and they overpay for all of it, especially again the Obamas and. And uh, and and uh, and uh, Harry and Meghan, and uh, with the, the competition in the space is now fierce. You've got so many. Every company now is in the space. So uh, as to whether or not I would I would be tempted to buy Netflix here, I think you know my answer. Uh, no, not 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 with not with anybody's money. If you're going to short something, if you want to be a perma bear about something, it's still Netflix. It's still Netflix, folks. And, uh, you know, uh, bad things happen to bad people. That's how I see this company. Uh, also today, uh, again, I want to talk just a little bit about what happened under the hood today because, and it kind of explains what I was talking about, about this being a bear market rally possibly. But, again, for the for the upside here, if you're joining us, you know our four most important groups in the VR investing system in this order are housing, the transports, semiconductors, and right now, we've got the banks in there, okay? Banks and financials. I typically don't include them, but because it is an important segment of the economy, especially when you're trying to decide is the economy going to recession or not. So we got it in there now. And we've been highlighting just two days ago, the, the, all four of these were less than 1% above very important technical support levels. So their action here uh, at, at, over the next week or so as we get into Q1 earnings is vitally important, Okay. Vitally important. And we saw good action here today. Again, this is the bullish side of the, of the coin here. Uh, BKX, the bank index, up 2% today. HGX, the housing uh, ETF, not, uh, housing index, up 3.4% today. Really think housing is interesting here. Uh, we have a position in housing. We're looking to add to it. The housing bull market's got forever to run. This is a long-term, uh, cyclical, structural bull market in housing. Also, semis today, again, just barely above support, important support levels, made the turn yesterday, backed it up again today, uh, lost a lot of their gains at the close today, but still finished up on the day at uh, 1.6%. And again, BKX today, as I said, up, uh, up 2%. So that's good to see. Now, for the uh, flip side of that coin, the internals, on a day like this, with the market disrupted sharply, we really should have had better readings. Now, it's not bad readings. Uh, we had two to one, po better than two to one positives on NYSC for advanced decline. 
Uh, NASDAQ was two and a half to one positive. That's fine. Um, and then again, a volume. Volume actually came in pretty good at the close, folks. NYSC volume was almost three to one positive. And then again, a great, these, these late prints, man. This is better than, sorry, I apologize. This is better than I expected. We, we had three and a half to one positive volume. These are all very good, but here's the problem. And that's about where they should be, by the way. On a day with gains like this, that's where they should be. So that that's as expected. A solid, solid day for the internals there. However, the bugaboo. New 52-week highs to lows today. What is this? Again, a late read here. I'm going to just round up for simple math. Call it 600. 600 stocks hitting a new 52-week lows. On a day like this? On a day like this? We had 180 stocks. 190 stocks hitting new 52-week highs to almost 600 hitting new 52-week lows. That should not be happening. That's a problem. So we'll see. You know, it's, I think the key here for us is watching these core groups, again, housing, trannies, semis, and uh, and banks, see how they trade. If they've got reliable bottoms in place, then then we're good to go. We also like small caps here a lot. You know, I highlighted, highlighted this today to our members. Small caps never violated their February 24th lows. Uh, talk about Rust 2000, IWM, the ETF. Never violated those 224 lows, while NASDAQ did and the semis did. Uh, so so we're seeing really interesting action I think in, in small caps, which I believe the lows are in there. So there, always, there, there is a place to put your money in addition to energy and, uh, and uh, precious metals and miners where you can make some money and not just be in defensive names. Um, in our uh, sector watch today, uh, we had 10 sectors. Good day here. 10 sectors finished higher. Only one finished lower. Led the upside by consumer discretionary up 2.9%. Real estate rates up 2.1%. And communication services also at 2%. Whole, a whole slew of these up, up better than 1.5%. To the downside, energy. Uh, just down fractionally, though, really. Uh, down less than 1% today. On a day where oil got smoked, natural gas got smoked. Let's talk about the commodity wash today. Because... Um, the commodities got killed, but the stocks themselves fared much better. That's another tell. Uh, today, in our commodity watch, we had, uh, uh, again, start with oil. Oil today down $5.20 a barrel at 102.40. And again, the energy stocks down less than 1%. That's, 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 that is, it. it is. It's just a big tell. The underlying equities, when they outperform the underlying commodity, it is a an important tell, and it's it's really worked. This has been a a a, a, a reliably uh, important repeating pattern during this cycle move higher that we've seen so far in uh, in, in in oil and gas. Natural gas, by the way, was yesterday just yesterday hit a fourteen year high. Not a lot of people are talking about this uh, today. Down seven percent, but still, Nat Gas is trading at, at seven dollars and twenty cents per MCF, right? We were just at $3 a quarter at MCF not that long ago. So we had more than a doubling in natural gas. And again, you see what's happening globally. Not just the spike in inflation, but of course, uh, the, uh, su the, the supply uh, disconnects that we've seen globally, of course, now more recently with Russia and Ukraine. I saw a report today that said if um, Russian oil, not not gas, which is the big player, but if Russian oil is removed from global markets, which they're talking about sanctioning that next, that oil is going to 175 a barrel. Again, we're at 102 a barrel now. So that's what I believe energy stocks are telling us with their outperformance is 
This party is just getting started. Uh, by the way, we've got some great recommendations in this group. Come and join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. See our portfolio. See, see our results going way back and uh, see how we're positioned right now uh, to beat these markets. We think it's going to be a real good year this year. Um, uh, rest of Commodity Watch. Uh, so gold today, again, strong dollar, higher yields, finally playing a little catch-up. Also, the IMF came out with a report today saying the global economy is slowing more than people believe. Gold today... Uh, down $27 an ounce in 1959. Disappointed it hit 2000, couldn't hold it. That surge of resistance, I don't think it'll be resistance for very long. Uh, silver today down 75 cents, bigger down three and a half percent, down 75 cents an ounce at 25.39 an ounce. Copper down eight cents a pound at 4.71 a pound. And um, again, the story here is that we've seen consistent outperformance from the underlying equities to the metal. We shared that chart a number of times. You see, energy, excuse me, the miners are just going parabolic to the price of gold. Uh, and again, we are using weakness because we don't think it'll last very long. Weakness in these groups must be used as a buying opportunity. That's been our call for some time. It's worked for some time. We think it's going to continue to work. Um, what else? All right, all right, folks. Well, listen, you know what? Oh, Bitcoin. Sorry, Bitcoin today, uh, up four eighty eight at forty one thousand two seventy seven. Hey, always appreciate you being here with us. Appreciate your feedback. Uh, keep coming back for more. And uh, until tomorrow, uh, have a great night. And we'll see you back here tomorrow after the close.